Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was looking back through the emails and I realized that you first contacted me in February 2017, last year. It's a long time ago. So it's been a long time in the in the works, but we're here now. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited that you're up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm uh, this year kind of um, re- as representing kind of well, this and last year, I suppose, representing me doing more collaboration, something I never really did before, and something I really want to do. I think I, early on when I started making music, I wasn't sure of what I was doing, so I wasn't ready to collaborate with anyone. I don't think. It's a fearful moment, isn't it? To yeah. Take whatever you think you have to some in front of someone yeah, else. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. Well, this will be my third collaboration this year that I'm doing with someone. Mm. You know, like you know, some working with someone in this way, and so that's really good. That's more than I've done in the last like you know, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Each of Hello, welcome to episode 6 of Excuse the Mess. I think I can be forgiven for being really excited about this one as it features the instantly recognisable vocal talents of Douglas Dare, one of my favourite singer-songwriters signed to one of my favourite labels, Erased Tapes. His music is dark, gritty, dramatic and emotive. His vocals are rich and effortless and they cut through the moody musical accompaniment and draw you in deeper. Douglas and I hadn't met before, but he turned out to be this very easygoing guy and conversation flowed really easily, so by the end of the day, it felt like I got to know the man behind the music pretty well, and I hope you feel the same. We talk about his latest track, Darling, out on the Erase Tapes 10th year anniversary compilation album, and the photograph called Candy Darling on her deathbed that inspired the track. Other topics include his drag interests and how he's looking to incorporate more queer culture into his music. We discuss his second album, A Forger, in some depth. And he gives us some clues as to what to expect from his third album, for example, writing from the perspective of a child. We talk about pop culture and TV documentaries and being a storytelling songwriter. We had a really great chat, which you're going to get a good chunk of before we start to make some music at around the 50 minute mark. For those of you new to Excuse the Mess, in every episode, I'll chat to a different guest, a music maker, then we attempt to write a piece together in one day using their instrument. So in Douglas's case, we were using only the voice. You'll get to hear the music being written, starting out from nothing, and then listening to the finished piece of music at the end. This podcast is gratefully supported by Arts Council England, PRS Foundation, and Noted Fellowship. Thanks to you for downloading this podcast, and I really hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, why not subscribe to Excuse the Mess, and why not tell all your friends about Excuse the Mess? 
That's enough waffle from me. Here we go. Sit back, relax. This is episode six with Douglas Dare. Do you have the podcast bug? Uh, what do you know? No, I guess is the short answer. Yeah. But yeah, I do. <laughs> but I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, and um, I do really like the nature of podcasts. I'd quite like to do one myself, probably. What would you do it on? Um, I'd quite like to interview artists. Um, yeah. I did an interesting one recently. The Line of Best Fit started to do it. Um, wasn't recently; it was last year, I suppose, like last yeah. year. Um, they, they're interviewing artists about subjects unrelated to their music. Yeah, uh, something they're passionate about and interested in. That yeah. they know a lot about that, yeah. that, that people might not know that they know about, uh-huh. which I think is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't steal that idea, but I like the idea of kind of incorporating that into interviews. So, in the vein of Line of Best Fit, have you got any outside music expertise? Oh, well, I did my podcast on drag. Yeah, because um, I do drag outside of music, which is which yeah. I love talking about that because it's so different to my music. I mean, I guess there's probably a bit of a certain drama to my music, maybe, and there's certain kind of um, exaggeration to things. Yeah. Although I'm kind of trying to kind of like actually simplify everything I'm doing sure. for this next record. Um, people are surprised when they meet me actually that I'm a lot more upbeat and kind of engaging. People, I think people <laughs> expect me to be quite introverted and miserable after hearing my music, and so people usually think I'm quite. Yeah. Um, it's quite different. And then the drag side of things is a much more even amped up kind of uh, like fun. Yeah. I just think it's, I, it just reminds me not to take things so seriously. Yeah. That's what it does for me. And my music is very serious actually mm. to me, and I, and it's and I think it's totally valid as well to go well life is very serious so yeah. I, I for me it's really important now only like once or twice a month to be honest not something i do very sure. regularly i've been asked on a number of occasions just to go to things in drag yeah. just to be there and just right. to talk to people <laughs> which is amazingly good yeah. fun i have started i think to incorporate more kind of queer culture into my writing with the first record i did that not whatsoever with my second record there was a song called venus on there which was um, a reference to um i don't want to say character real life person in a documentary called Paris is Burning and then also this latest song that I put out on the Erased Tapes um, 10th anniversary thing called Darling um, about Candy Darling I absolutely love it it's oh, an good. amazing piece of music oh thank you so yeah. much the video went out only a couple of days ago right yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. carry on carry on it's... yeah um, so that was um, another kind of not a duty to kind of like um, incorporate queer culture into my music but I felt so kind of interested in it anyway and kind of felt like I wanted to contribute to it and yeah. and, and the thing with on the last record my song Venus which was um, about this character called Venus Extravaganza yeah. again I say character but a real life person mm. um, uh, and, and, and she said in this documentary how she wanted to be she wanted to be famous that was kind of like a, an ambition of hers mm. um, and and of course she died and very early and of course she never she posthumously became famous through the documentary yeah. and uh, I wanted to contribute even more by writing a song about her I felt yeah. like that was kind of you know, fueling it and then the same with Candy Darling mm. she also her ambition was to be a famous actress mm. and that was that was the goal but I wanted to again write a song kind of for her yeah. I felt like it was uh, another kind of oh again Lou Reed wrote a song about her I posted mm. on my Instagram yesterday yeah. um, Walk on the Wild Side so obviously so other people have already done that but I feel yeah. like I was going to do more <laughs> I feel like she, she would have like as much as she possibly could of course could get. yeah yeah you're doing her a favour <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like you can bring your own thing to the table your own perspective then I think it's absolutely fine to, to do did. that so I suppose in some ways I am bringing um, more my drag or my sort of queerness into my music a little yeah. bit more I have listened to that about three or four times now because I really do love it. And this morning I listened to it again and looked at this picture 
whilst listening to the mm. music and it did really change the whole experience so you know I'd recommend people do actually like load up the picture listen to the song because there are some yeah. literal uh, things that you're observing and then sort of just an outpouring of yeah emotion yeah exactly yeah. I think I'd read that she had sort of like done her makeup for that picture and she was dying there mm. it was not just her not like a glamorous idea of a deathbed she actually is dying yeah and um and she looks beautiful there. Just, I love. So I've always had a fascination with death and beauty. Like I'm surprised I'm not one of those people that puts makeup on corpses. You know what? You know what's that job called? A beauty? Um, like a what's it called? A mortuary makeup artist, apparently. That would be another career for me if I wasn't scared we'll, we'll of death. We'll catch up with you in a few years. See, see what you've been up to. Because it just fa- just fascinates me. And I think that's that that image, and that's why you know the main kind of lyric in the song is "No one does it like you. No one dies like you." Yeah. Because it, it's like you know to to, to die like that. Mm. I mean, um, says everything about her. Yeah. You know that it was all. It's all. Um, the, the fame, even at the last moment, is still the most important thing. Right? Yeah, I know that she painted her own face, and mm. in drag we always say you paint your face. You don't say put makeup on. And I also like the idea of painting your face because it kind of implies that it's kind of like um, a, a canvas that should be covered. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course she was hiding how ill she was with her makeup. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked the idea of the fact that she kind of staged that that kind of that, that beautiful ending. And how great to be like your last, your last image of you is, is, is that. I love it. And this is Darling, which features two fellow Erase Tape label mates, Masayoshi Fujita and rival consoles. No one does it like you. No one does it like you. No one does it like you. No one dies like you No one dies like you Black and Did you paint them? Crisp hospital bed Did you bleach it yourself? So you've got Masayoshi Fujita You can say his name, I've never been able to say it That's the first time we've said it out loud oh, well Did done. it go alright, do you think? Yeah, I think I'll just yeah. go Masa Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. He uh, is brilliant and does very stripped back vibraphone Yeah, bowing. He's, bo- he's bowing it, yeah, it's amazing And you've got rival consoles who's a genius so is this kind of a hint of what is to be expected in future writings? Maybe. Well, I, um, I would like to collaborate with, with um, actually any of the artists on Race Tapes. I, I actually, it's one of the, I was a fan of the label before I signed uh-huh. to them and yeah. I loved all the artists. And, and um, so that was really exciting to be able to work with any of them. Yeah. Um, they're uh, really great at actually putting artists together. All yeah. the time you see it so much, there's cross collaboration between all the artists. More than other labels, it seems like the whole... Um, roster hmm. could be on an album together, and we've done. Yeah. And obviously, they do it every yeah. year. Yeah. They put us on an album together, and it works. It seems. Obviously, there yeah. is. A, it, it has become more varied. I think as time's gone on, maybe um, some of the artists have gone more electronic direction. Yeah. And of course, when they sign, well, Peter Broderick was uh, was doing some vocals 
before I signed to the label, but not all that much. And then I came on as the first all vocal artist. Yeah. The next record, certainly at the moment, I want to to be very simple. I don't at the moment envisage collaborating with other musicians, but yeah. who knows? So are you thinking of pianoing it up? Every album, I think to myself. I say every album. I've only done two so far, but mm. even with the first one. The second one, I was like, I'm not going to play any piano on this record. I thought, which was stupid. It was too. It was like I was reaching for something way yeah. too far, like away. But with this record, again, I think I thought, oh, maybe I won't use the piano. Yeah. But I want to. <laughs> yeah. I love the piano. Of so course. I mean, like, no shame in using it forever. Um, but I did think yesterday. Oh, I was just in Barcelona on the weekend, and I, I, I was listening to some harp music, and I was like. Harp. I'm gonna yeah, get. I'm gonna buy a folk harp, a small harp, yeah. and I'm gonna like tinker around on that. And it's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be great. But that was that was a nice idea. So I've got to buy a harp because it's always quite nice to have a, like another instrument of focus on the record. I think also finding an instrument that you have no connection with or not connection, just no experience of playing, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it forces you to just be an idiot and fumble around, and then you find yourself oh, yeah. in like different weird places that a normal harpist or a normal pianist wouldn't end up in. Absolutely, and I wish... I hear people who play the piano poorly, and I hear them play and I go, oh, I wish I could play like that, (laughs) which is so bizarre. But I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not the best pianist by any stretch of the imagination, but I have gotten to a stage where I'm good, and I go, my hands go to the same places often. Uh And so something I did when I was at university was I decided... Because I was doing it, I, yeah. I came before that. I was doing my grade eight piano, and I was playing all these intricate pieces mm. and amazing technical things. And I went, no, I went, I'm just going to play chords. And it was really hard for me in the beginning. And my mum, I remember her saying to me, Douglas, when are you going to show people how good you are at playing the piano? <laughs> you know, like it's all very, these songs are great, but when are you going to actually use your talents? Yeah. And I said, well, I actually want to. I'm trying to to minimize minimize mm. it all because I found what I was playing was too ornate. Yeah. And and. And um, what age were you when you kind of made that realization that the best music isn't necessarily the hardest and fastest music? Um, probably, probably when I was about eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Well, I probably knew that before, but it, I guess when it was only when I started to write the music myself. Yeah. That I realized that actually, yeah, the. But you're you're right. There is probably a moment when you go, oh yeah, just because something's fast or really difficult yeah. doesn't mean it's the best. Yeah. Uh, I can't pinpoint when that was, but you're absolutely yeah. right. There is that realisation, isn't it? It took me a long time. <laughs> I used to, my instrument's the guitar, and I used to listen to metal and sort of like those shred gods sort mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. and I would just sit there with a metronome just practising solos and scales. And oh, wow. It, it took me a long time to realise this is kind of dog shit. Um, and, and partly now I feel like I've got an excuse for being lazy when it comes to writing something. Because I'm like, oh, I'm being better because I'm simpler. Oh, right, yeah. Do you know what? I've never said that out loud, but I think that's probably true of me too. I think sometimes yeah. I've gone... Yeah, because that's actually my, my total aim at the moment with the new songs. Like, I, There's one song, which is three chords. I think I just played most of it one hand as well. Yeah. And I'm really proud of that song. People have really responded well to it. Um, but there is an element, I suppose, of like, oh, this is really simple. I mean, mm. this is ridiculously mm. simple. I think part of the identity of the song is that it's simple. Yeah. Um, but I hope I'm not relying on it. I don't think I am. Yeah. Uh, well, there's that thing that you would often hear about something that's so simple, is that... Oh, it's so bold. It's so bold in its simplicity. And maybe it is true. Maybe it is true a lot of the time. Yeah. But then there's the other voice which goes like, add something else. Yeah. And is, is it good? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Is it good? That's a good question. Um, 
the new record at the moment, my kind of working um, kind of vision for it is writing from the perspective of being a child, okay. um, which it kind of feeds nicely into trying to simplify things as well. Yeah. It kind of, I always think of, you know, Picasso when he tried to kind of revert back to drawing yeah. uh, as a child would and, and how difficult that was. Yeah. But it's actually really hard to create that. The only way I can do that is if I do it with my left hand, you know, you know, okay. to, try, yeah. you know to try and... And it, you could say it kind of that works with playing an instrument that you're not familiar with. So what tricks might, might have you used to, to do that then? Well, very stupid one. I remember playing the piano from the back. <laughs> so oh, playing right. upside so down. Right. Playing yeah. upside cool. down is like a yeah. weird... I mean, it sounds stupid, but you suddenly... You should try it. It's really... Or playing the guitar upside down. Yeah. Like it makes you... You hear go, oh, this sounds really bizarre. Uh-huh. But yeah, or like something I do regularly, which with that song um, called Milk Teeth, uh, I've been playing with one hand. Right. Um, which stops you from making it too complicated, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then the songs that I write, I'm not a guitarist at all. Yeah. And there's a number of songs now that I've written on guitar that I end up translating to the piano. But it's finding those more unusual chords that you might end yeah, up well, just, not on the piano. Yeah, or even as simple as just singing in a different key. Or just inspiring you a bit more, because I play the piano every day. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Um, so that's why I must get the harp. And I'm, okay. I'm going to get the harp, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to set up a microphone... I'm just going to hit record from the... I'm not going to touch it until I press record. Oh, do you know right. what I mean? Just, just yeah. Because I feel like it's always those initial moments <laughs> that feel the most exciting. Yeah. And so I... Um, Hopefully it's in tune. Did I see that um, you had like a writing stint? Yeah, in Montreal. I had two weeks. Cool. To, I, I had my own... I was amazing. I had my own apartment in, in like the centre of Montreal. Wow. And it was just incredible. And I was also there because it kind of coincided with a piece of music that I'd been... Um, asked to contribute to this Leonard Cohen exhibition, which was a huge honour anyway. I did a cover of Dance Me to the End of Love. Sufjan Stevens did it, and um, Beck did it, and there was yeah. a few other amazing names. I was like, oh, I can't believe I got to be on this <laughs> short list of people that are writing, contributing to this exhibition. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was there. I was on my own, which was great, and it was hugely inspiring to sort of just walk around a new city, going to the exhibition, and the exhibition was fantastic and so inspiring and Leonard Cohen is a huge inspiration to me anyway, you know, someone who writes mm. miserable music, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and, um, and so I could really immerse myself in his work. Just being in a new environment, my time was like, you're here to just write music, nothing mm. else. Like, there's nothing else you have to do now, pop, keep yourself alive yeah. and write music. I'd find it really daunting, I don't know. How did you find well, it? Well, luckily, my, my management and my label said to me, if you come back and you've not written one song, that's fine. That's nice. That's all, that's all they needed to say, really, yeah. for me to go. And I, I went there and I wrote more songs in two weeks than I've ever written in yeah. two weeks before. Yeah, I really loved that. So that was a great opportunity. I was really, every day I was kind of pinching myself like it was a fantastic opportunity. Yeah. But I made really good friends with my neighbours and I, ended up, yeah. I went on dates with us. <laughs> I was like, I immersed yeah, myself in dream. that community very much. Yeah, I fell in love with someone <laughs> for a day. <laughs> You're just trying to find new song material there. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, probably. Do you do you have tons and tons of music that you just sit on and it never sees the light of day? Uh, yes and no. In that I have lots of ideas. Yeah. Lots of unfinished ideas. I mean, tons. And I've been going back now to the ideas that I had before I even released my first record. I've mm. been listening to voice notes that I've had because of this record. I'm right from a child's perspective. I've been trying to do some research into stuff that I did um, before writing my first record, yeah. so whilst I was still at the university. And also, 
the cassette tapes of stuff that I recorded when I was like six and seven years old. That right. I, yeah. That I'm really interested in thinking if I could incorporate some of that, that'd be great. So there is that. But um, yeah, I, I have lots and lots of mainly like voice notes, pages and pages of, of poems and lyric ideas. Yeah. But finished songs that haven't seen the light of day, not many, mm-hmm. a handful. Okay. You yeah. Know, which kind of bugs me sometimes. I hear about artists that, that, you know, oh, I wrote 50 songs for this record mm. and I picked the best 12. And yeah. you go, you bastard. <laughs> because I, I, I kind of like, I write maybe, I don't know, about 80 ideas. Mm. Some are literally like three chords. Some of them are really kind of fleshed out. But generally, I will start to hone the ones that I like leading yeah. up to the record and and it will be maybe I work on 15 and then by the time I kind of record it I'm working on 12 and then yeah. by the time it comes out it's 10 so but but I really envy those artists yeah. that say I don't know how fleshed out their songs are but I do envy those artists that apparently write loads of songs I, I, and can choose I wonder if um, because with like every one of your songs has um, a real solid concept behind it whether it's a personal thing or uh, like for example the Candy Darling thing I guess you have these strong ideas that you want to make sure see the light of day. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I've never actually heard anyone say that to me in, in those words, but it's absolutely true. Like, I I want every song to have a real kind of purpose and a real... Um, yeah, like, I, it, to me, I can't even... I can't even finish the song if I don't know everything about it. I have to know the backstory of things. This is Venus, a track that Douglas mentioned earlier when we were talking about Candy Darling and the queer culture that he's starting to introduce into his music a little bit more. It's from his second album, A Forger, which we're going to go into a little bit more detail about shortly. with you i'm going to stop the podcast for one second for a bit of shameful self-promotion i've got a gig got a gig on the 16th of june at the jazz cafe in camden i'm not actually playing but i've done some arrangements for a band called stompy's playground if you're a fan of the hip-hop legend new jabes then this is probably the advert for you so listen in we're basically doing a load of reworkings of tons of his music for our 11 piece acoustic setup with like harps and strings and horns and things like that The band's aim is to basically recreate electronic music, but with acoustic instruments, so should be fun. Hopefully see some of you there. Advert done, back to the podcast. Forger was the first album of yours that I actually listened to. Mm -hmm. I thought, like, the production is just sublime. Oh, that's really kind of So interesting, and the arrangements, yeah, it's super interesting. For example, the brass section Mm -hmm. in Stranger. Yeah. Brass and voice. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. That was, um, um... I wrote that song. It was the only song that I've ever written on tour. Like, people would say... I was on tour for a long time. I was on tour for, like, two, three months, off and on, and it was... And I was getting pressured a little bit to, like, okay, you're going to write some music whilst you're there? And I was like, give it a go. But, you know, when you play the piano, it's it's hard to kind of do that. Yeah. But I had a little MIDI keyboard on the tour bus, and I literally put a brass sound on and just yeah. started writing the arrangement for that. You're a stranger again. What do they call you? 
because it felt it felt harder to me than strings. It felt a little bit more abrasive and I, I wanted that. Um, so yeah, and I've always wanted to have songs which are bold like that, maybe one instrument and voice. Every record that I've done, there's been a song on the, there's a song on the first record that I think kind of inspired a forger. And mm -hmm. I think maybe something like Stranger might be the song that's inspiring the next record. Okay. It feels like, and I hear this in other artists as well, I listen back to their work. And I often think, take my favourite artist, PJ Harvey, who I absolutely mm -hmm. adore. I always feel like there's a song on the previous record. I go, oh, that makes sense that she went on to do that because I can hear, yeah, I hear that she was doing that then, uh -huh. and she was interested in that. Yeah. You know, she made a whole record where auto harp was the focus, and she used yeah. auto harp five years previous on another record. And I was like, oh yeah, I can hear that uh -huh. she was interested in that. And and here you go, she's now exploring yeah. it fully. So which track in? Well, you think led on to the forge, yeah? Uh, there was a, a track called Unrest, which was one of the more um, electronic tracks mm -hmm. in it, that, um, and it had a bit more grit to it, I think, that I think was um, that inspired um, some of the other songs. Um, I mean, it wasn't just that song. Sure. Um, so you holding hands with the moon Scented fingers fill the room. It's making me thin, all this pulling you in. It tears me apart, and I'm back to the start. I can't. Listening to a forger, just every track is just a hit. Oh, that's so kind of you yeah, to say. There is, yeah, I, it's, there's some there's some surprise killer. in my voice you might hear, but only because I um I would could, could describe it in a million ways, but I don't think I would ever describe it like that. <laughs> Perhaps that comes from something you picked up on earlier, which was that all each song to me has to be uh, have a real kind of focus and um, a real I know all the background of it and everything is I've dedicated a lot of time to that song, so there's no songs that have been kind of just rushed through the process, mm. if you will. But um, I, I wouldn't call them hits any, by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Hits in my charts. That's, that's yeah. great, hits in my charts. Yeah. yeah. We all call the next record that, hits in my charts. Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'll take 50%. <laughs> so, being more specific, Double Think, mm -hmm. inspired by George Orwell's 1984, mm -hmm. reading about the album, you had these kind of personal things going on in your life, a yep. breakup. Yeah. Coming out to your dad, mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think I'm right in saying that 1984 became like what's the, what's a good word for it? I don't know. I'm thinking mirror at the moment. It kind of the when I yeah. the, the the story and the themes in it kind of were in some very abstract way mirroring 
some of the concerns that I had in my own life at mm. the time. Doubt and being lied to uh, and um, feeling like everything was unreal around me, feeling very solitary on yeah. my own, where everyone else felt like I felt like I was observing the rest of the world around me going on. So, yeah, there was the story that I had read at school. Uh, I went back and, and reread it. I can't remember if I read it on purpose or if I just was interested in reading it, but as I was reading it, I was going... Wow, even though this is about this, this dystopian kind of future, very political, there's, you know, there's a love story in it as well. It was something that I could relate to and, 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 and I just knew that I wanted to kind of reference it in what I was writing. In front of the screen We stare at the light And we listen to you're listening to Double Think, the Aforja album opener. It's a track that sets the whole tone for the record in such a brilliant way. We feel ourselves shrink and slowly forget how it feels to thought then and it's gone I had a new thought new thought what was my new thought about it and that's gone (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna sit here in silence till it returns it was something about um, the propaganda in it or oh that oh yeah okay it's coming back to me it was something about that was it yeah so it was what had happened to me was so personal Everything happened to me, you know, coming out to my father was a huge personal issue. Now, I tried to write songs about that countless times, countless times, a lot of times, and it never f- felt right. And then I'd also, uh, the breakup was also a hugely personal thing that I was embarrassed about. I'd been cheated on it, felt quite, I felt quite shamed and all these things. And in a way, I wasn't ready to be as vulnerable as writing so openly about it. Writing Double Think was a gateway. It was, it was kind of, I was hiding behind 1984 in a way, which also mirrors the story as well. You know, this kind of, you know, a forger meant being, uh, in some way, it was a word I made up to mean being a forgery, to, to being someone who creates something that's no longer real. And it all was mirroring itself. It was like an infinity mirror. It was all going, the, the word was made up wasn't a real word. That was a fake word. I googled it, like, definition. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a fake word, but about a real thing. And then it's a... And the word the word that I'd made up was about making fakes. And then me writing the song, Double Think, um, about, you know, not knowing what was real and being lied to and the whole 2 plus 2 equals 5. And then when I finished the record, I was really happy with it, but then I had this whole kind of period afterwards where I felt like it was inauthentic in itself. Oh, yeah, and I grew to really dislike the record for a long time. Once it had been released, or is this pre-release? Once it had been released. Really? And then Interesting. I, yeah, and so I all kind of, yeah, it all kind of mirrored itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In all of the songs, this whole running theme about things not being true or real, or yeah. like, suddenly I didn't think the whole record was true or real. 
still now get people messaging me about Oh Father, mainly um, queer people who maybe, you know, you can tell it's a kind of a coming out or, or I want you to accept the person that I love kind of story. Mm. Um, and so I do get messages about that even now and also from straight people as well or people who are just estranged from their family, mothers yeah. and fathers or yeah. anyone, I get that and it's great. Thankfully my relationship with my father is kind of completely, um, that is been and done that whole kind of yeah. storyline which is great for a bit of context a lot of the lyrics were taken from an actual conversation yeah. that you had with your dad yeah when it came to me telling him that yeah, that I because I didn't tell him I was gay I told him that I was in love with someone uh, with it happened to be a male and uh, and his response was I'll never accept that you know so that mm. was uh, and that was a really uh, that's a really strong thing to say yeah but yeah so I, I referenced actual lines from the conversation so how did he respond to yeah you writing the, that yeah the song I, you know, I finished, I recorded it, the record was done, it was mastered, and I was like, I need to send this to my dad. Yeah. It's going to come out. <laughs> it's going to come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, pun intended. But anyway, yeah, I sent it to him, and uh, just that song, and I said, you know, this is my song called Oh Father. <laughs> obviously about yeah. you. What do you think, you know? Uh, and he did the right thing. He called me, which, I mean, might not sound a lot to anyone, but he sure. doesn't, doesn't usually call me. Okay. And he said all the right things. I mean, all the right mm -hmm. things that I probably should have heard. This track's called New York. Was New York alive? Did the building shine in our eyes or just mine? Were we there any of the time? Just gonna skip along to one of my favorite bits. Will I ever? Here's Douglas telling us about an online TV channel called STRRRTV. They're basically an arts TV channel which invite a different guest to host a different episode. Basically pick a bunch of their favourite clips that have inspired them over the years. So here's Douglas talking about one of his selections for his episode. I'll put a link to the clip in the podcast info. Patty Smith at a literary festival and she's got hundreds of maybe even a thousand people sitting on the, on the grass just looking up at her she's being interviewed on stage and she is asked to give her advice to the young and 
One of my first boyfriends actually showed me that clip when I was struggling to write well on my first record. I say struggling, well, I was having a bit of a moment. And yeah. he, he said, you've got to watch this. And it was the, it just hit me right in the, in between my chest and it was like, ah, that's it. She nailed it for me in what she said. Concentrate on doing good work. Keep your name clean. All these things that she said. And, and actually, it's funny that you bring that up again because I've actually, I've lifted lines that she has said Oh. And I've used it in a new song that I'm really excited about, which is, I hope should be on the next record because I, yes. I advise to the young, you see. And I've, what I did is I, I took some of the lines that she talked about and, I've, and I also wrote a whole other list of, of things that I would give advice to the young or advice to myself as a young person, sure. incorporated it. And it's kind of this long kind of list, almost like a monologue. Mm. And I've used that to write a new song. And... Um, so that's been really great. That's it's nice that that's turned into something that you've used for your own music. Exactly, yeah. I hope she doesn't sue me. Time for a new feature in Excuse the Mess. It's called Douglas and Ben Pretend to be Up to Speed with Pop Culture. I'm trying to think. I do try now and then. I hear pop yeah. records coming out and I think, well, come on, let's see what the fuss is about. Sure, yeah. I quite often don't get through it, you know. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I listen to, is her name Car- Cardi B? Is that her name? She's, she's a rap artist, female rap artist. Because I, I, don't, I really yeah. don't, not sure. But we're, we're not sounding down with the kids. We're now. not at all. But <laughs> but I know that she is like she was the was the first like first female rap artist to have a number one on the Billboard charts ever or yeah. something. Yeah. And so I was like, I better listen to that. Sure. If yeah. that's you know if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so I do try and do that. I do try yeah. and like you know pay attention to the things that mm. just out of, just not even because it's music because it's like yeah. it's because it's culture. It is culture. I did the exact know. same thing with um, Black Panther the other day. I'm not interested in superhero films. But oh I right, thought yeah. I should really watch this film because it's yeah, cause such I saw a big people was queues out. The, I remember on Valentine's Day, I was I was um, a girlfriend of mine. Um, we went to we decided to have an anti Valentine's Day and yeah. go to the cinema, and it was just queue out the door for Black Panther. I yeah. was like, what's that? I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know, but people were queuing up the door yeah. for it. It's a superhero thing, right? Marvel thing. Marvel I comics? Think, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Is it good? It is good, yeah. And, I mean, just the cultural importance of it is makes it an important piece. But, like, it is a superhero film. That's what it is. And is it, got, is it about black culture as well? Um, has it got nothing to do with that? I it's, being it's, mentioning that. The cast is mostly black. Right. And I think the director is black and possibly like more people okay, behind the scenes so as well. So it is got something there, there's something important there. Yeah. That, that, uh, with yeah. everything that's gone in Hollywood and the Oscars and all that sort of thing, I think it's sort of like that's uh, setting the benchmark of course. or whatever it needs to be. And that's been really successful, hasn't it? Yeah. Massively so, yeah. I think it is good. If It's a, it's a really good is it superhero as well? film. I don't, no. think, I don't think I laughed at any point. Oh, okay. Is oh, it right. funny? Does that doesn't got, say it doesn't tell me if it's a comedy yeah. or not. <laughs> no, I've just got no sense of humour. Um, it's got uh, Tim from The Office in it, Martin Freeman. Yeah, I, I liked him. I started watching Fargo, the series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. But I, again, I, I saw it was a lot to watch, so I've, mm. I've watched the first four episodes and I, I, need, I probably should get back in there. I mean, well done for having self control. I watched an entire Netflix series in one night the other day. <sighs> Like, about a week ago. And I'm, like, quite busy at the moment. <laughs> like, I can't be just writing off an entire evening. But was it the documentary about the senescence? I have seen that Because that well. I, I watched in three yeah. days, which was... That's mm. ten hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was... I, was, I loved that. That's thing, though. Senescence, I loved what it. Called? Uh, yeah, the Rajneeshis. The Rajneeshis, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, in a way, we've digressed. But yeah. I, I like to bring it back to... I can bring it back. Please do. You're perfect. Interviewee. <laughs> I can bring it back because... Um, what was that documentary called? God's Wild, Wild Country. A oh, Wild Wild Country. Yeah. A friend of mine, they called me up, Douglas, 
write this down. You're watching this documentary. You're going to write a great song about this. Okay. That's what they said to me. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, maybe, I don't know. Okay. Who knows? But after I watched it, I was like, okay, I had so many ideas. And, mm. I, and I did start to write some ideas down, whether or not that will see the light of day, who knows. But historically, I've, I've been inspired by documentaries a lot yeah, in, in, yeah. My, in my music um, and film and, and things. So I'm, as much as I, as books as well, but I gladly will go to, go to the cinema and see the big things yeah. or the small things and hope that maybe it might inspire something yeah, because yeah. Uh, it often does I was wondering if you go around being more available to everything in life like kind of totally switched on yeah. all the time yeah I definitely want to kind of absorb as much as I can like take as much um, things in and I try to do that songwriter thing where I keep a notepad on me and yeah. again you know it's usually on my iPhone which feels a bit robotic but it's 2018 2018 yeah so um, yeah I, I do try to absorb as, as much as I can but I thought it was really nice that my friend called me and said yeah yeah you're going to write a song about this nice. and you're going to thank me later I was yeah. like, you didn't make that bloody documentary <laughs> um, but maybe I will he also calls me up and says when are you going to write a song about me and then puts the phone down <laughs> so I mean <laughs> he's trying to inspire something he's really trying yeah. yeah he wants to get his foot in there somehow give him a b-side uh, do you have any little anecdotes about something that's accidentally grabbed you and instantly you've gone, that needs to be a song? Something's accidentally grabbed me? What Just do you mean? Just wandering around. Some th- event happens. Uh, like we spoke about earlier, like I'm quite uh, con- consciously right and have quite a strong idea about a subject matter. I can't think of being surprised by something. But I, I, mean, can, it might... I can think of one. Oh, really? Before you. Oh, oh you mean of one I've done already? Binary. Was that, was it, did it come by surprise? It was um, someone who had, I think it was a family member or a relative that had passed away, but they kept the picture. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, my, my sister, um, we have a different mother, I was at a wedding and she showed me her phone and she had, a, she, her mother had passed away and she had a picture mm. and I was really sh- shocked that she kept that picture yeah. constantly as a, as a reminder, which I thought was quite hurtful, would be quite hurtful. With that song, Binary, it was three things coming together at once. It was um, my breakup at the time and being reminded uh, digitally, I call it like a digital ghost, you know, yeah. of, of, of um, my ex. That, my sister showing me this picture with her mother on her phone, and then Charlie Brooker's Black Mirror episode coming out about uh, kind of like bringing a boyfriend back from the dead Good episode. digitally. You know, yeah. and these three things happened all at very close time, yeah. and uh, yeah, and I think I also was reading articles online about it, and it all came together, and I was like, you know, that's the song, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or, or that kind of inspired it, a song. Why do we need to pretend? I'm sure you've worked it out, but this is binary. I see you at the start of. because the song already is in two parts it's binary and binary coda uh-huh. well I call it binary like that. I call yeah. it binary coda because there's this cliff edge in the track right? exactly Yeah. and originally I think on the album I wanted to have it's two separate tracks next to each other binary and binary coda mm. um, in the lyric book um, I have it separately binary and binary coda 
very thought out all your stuff. Yeah, it's, I think it's a lot more thought out than people would ever realise. I think I go into, I delve into every yeah. every song, every lyric is kind of like I have to have a kind of. There's a story behind all of it. It's like um, it's like doing an art, fine art dissertation. There's a there's a, a reasoning behind the reasoning behind the reasoning. It's mm -hmm. really great. Which is a shame that some people will never quite understand. Um, but it, is it more for you? Is it? Is it I, I've been, you know, I said to you earlier. I don't usually explain my songs, but I've kind of been. I feel I've, I've kind of been influenced to, to not talk about my songs. I've been kind of influenced to be like, well, your songs, I believe this, your songs should st stand up on their own without any explanation. Uh -huh, yeah. The song is the explanation, you know? But at the same time, there's a part of me that would just love, <laughs> love just to explain everything <laughs> yeah. and be like, hey, but you know what? Yeah. This geeky thing about this and this geeky uh -huh. thing about that. Because um, there are, there are yeah. geeky things about all of the songs. And it's, does it undermine the art itself? I don't know, because some people might get a new appreciation for it or a new understanding and then love it even more. But yeah, If I um, explain my songs, I feel like it, yeah, maybe it's undermining the art a bit mm. when we're doing that. But hey, I'm doing it now. You know, yeah. so people might hear this, <laughs> people might hear this, so they might yeah. they might find out. I do it if people really ask. I noticed when I first went on tour with my first record with Whelm, I would tell people the story behind Caroline, and then people would get, would get disappointed. Oh, really? It might not have been what they expected. So I decided yeah. to stop doing that. Okay, for that can, song specifically. Can you tell me? But we can cut it out. Oh yeah. Um, well, so Caroline. Uh, <laughs> You know. It's nice that you can turn something that is someone else's story and make it your own and then people assume that it's well, your story because you clearly get connected mm. with it so much yourself. Um, with my first record, and in, in some ways I did this with my second, I didn't feel able to, to talk about my own personal experience. I, you know, I was writing songs when I was 18. I felt I was very emotionally immature in a way because mm -hmm. I hadn't yet come out at 18. I hadn't accepted myself for who I was and I didn't feel like I'd had the emotional experience to write songs. The songs that I loved and listened to felt like it had such depth and I felt okay I'm going to be a storyteller I can be a storyteller so you know that's what I did my first yeah. record was stories in the, in, the, in, the, in the most part and then again you know I mentioned earlier with Double Think kind of hiding behind 1984 a little bit because it was such a personal thing for me and I still was reluctant to be like this is about me yeah. and by using 1984 or by using Oedipus Rex mm. Um, I was able to kind of communicate my own ideas, but through the veil of a story. Yeah, well, that's a good little soundbite. <laughs> Just because I'm going to forget, I might have a good story for you. My granddad. <laughs> Do you want to write a song about it? Yeah, well, no pressure. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, yeah. Uh... Days since last you wrote, and countless more since last we spoke. But now that's all that remains. Letters that make up your name, and I used to see every line across your face. But now the lines are. Lost, and stories told And I've grown old Let me read again 
letters that you sent, Yes, it's 12. Let's just set up, I reckon. Partly terrified, partly excited about trying to make a track with... Oh, I'm terrified. The, yeah, actually terrified. Just the voice. <laughs> no, no, well, it doesn't have to be just the voice. We maybe use... Yeah, it does. Oh, you want to just do voice? Gotta be. Great. I've got my little notebook in and like a pen and, and I, on the way here I just started writing some things. I'm happy also to completely reject those and just start again. Well, when it comes to lyrics and that kind of thing, I am completely out of my depth and out of my world. So if we want to use some sort of text, then what you're talking about could be perfect. I think in an email when I was thinking like how can we quickly arrive at something that could be melodic with some text that we can then like chop up and just completely mangle into something new. I think I said, how about we use like a couple of like lines that you really enjoy singing that are really satisfying to sing. Yeah, I'd like for instance to do that, yeah. You mean lines from songs that I've already have out? Yeah. Yeah, and in that sense I suppose it would be almost like a, a rework though. If we did go down that road, um, it will be just completely transformed, that it's unrecognisable is what I was thinking. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm into that for sure. I've never thought about what my favourite lines to sing are, so I really like the idea of thinking about okay. them. Okay. You, have, have, you have a little thing. I might actually have to look just... at my songs, <laughs> as in like, see them in front of me yeah. to... Um... I saw you holding hands with the moon Scented fingers fill the room. It's making me thin, all this pulling you in. And it tears me apart, and I'm back to the start. Love it. When I first started writing and recording, I, I was so concerned about my voice being perfect, and now I love, like, my voice breaks a bit. I love it. You know, if, if mm. it does it, if, if it sounds a bit off, I'm yeah. a big fan of that. So a few things that I was hearing, like I don't know about you, but I really like um, to grab the moments just at the end of a vocal, uh, just before it starts, and just like amplify them and like make something out of oh, that, yeah. and like that sort That's of nice. thing. Something I also really like. Yeah, I also really like. I love my, not my breath, I love one's breath. Yeah. I love the, I think that's so percussive in, in, in itself and I think to, to highlight that, it's, I'd love to compress, I've not done that in my music. We're gonna do it today. Far. Yeah, but I'd love to do that, kind of use the breaths as a percussive element. Yeah. Mm. Should we listen through to that last one that you did and just sort of pick a few moments where mm -hmm. we think. Yeah. If we maybe try and avoid things that are obviously words from this line and just sort of look at it as um, like a sound object okay. rather than something that's necessarily conveying the message of the lyrics. Okay, yeah. Do you feel that's... I can, do, I can try and do that, yeah. Yeah. So, what, so when we listen to it, we're going to try and 
pick out a moment in it or a few little bits where it's like okay the, uh, there was a great breath there that could be right, turned okay. into something rhythmic or you know that, cool. that if we'd loop that tiny section we could have got yeah development of material what was exciting <laughs> i saw you holding hands with the moon that's like an out breather <gasps> i like that and and that in breath as well that follows it was oh, that the one i missed about mystic because i was talking yeah, that's the one. Those are the two. Yeah, so I really like the out breath and the and the in breath. Love those as well. Uh, Everything else was absolute trash. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all the singing was shit. All this pulling you in. Okay, right. So that thing I was talking about, where the pitch drops down, it's oh, like yeah, so me. subtle. Just on this line here. Oh god. It's on you. It's on you. On you. I mean, pulling you in. Oh, that. Yeah, it's you. It's amazing. Are. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's a really observed thing. You really zoomed in there. Can I hear it again? Yeah. Oh, you in. Yeah. I, I like use, use it. Let's use that. Then you. I like chop chop stuff up. Absolutely. Let's vortet that shit right up. Yeah. Appleset it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should use the T's maybe, so mm -hmm. we can have something nice and percussive. Yeah. To the I mean, oh, that's nice. Yeah, cool. Could use both, maybe. I'm slowly seeing what your 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 vision is here, and I like it. And hopefully, it's a shared vision. We can both. Uh, I don't want to uh, dominate the writing room here. No, no, no. Do you want to put these together at the moment? Obviously, they're all separated where they are. Yeah. So um, and loop them. Send you to. Right. I can already. I can already hear how this could turn into some Philip Glass moment here. So you can hear mm. kind of the elements of it staggering stuff. Yeah. yeah. Great man. Okay, let's do this. What should we have as our first element that we hear? Sinew. Sinew. I'm just thinking about the very beginning now. At the moment, they seem to come in quite soon after each other, and maybe there could be a bit more space before they start to pick up the momentum. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, that's gorgeous. Sinew. And then maybe we have another one of these. Nice. I've never tried anything like this before, so it's just... Have you done this before? <laughs> um, I, I, I like doing chopping vocal sort of things. Great. I do, yeah. You look pretty quick on the, the old mouse there. The old mouse. <laughs> Skipping along to where things were a bit more developed. Can you... Stint... Can you... Stint... I liked a part yeah. of it. It gave it more momentum, I think. Yep. Um, but maybe if this is at the very beginning, maybe we don't need that yet. Maybe we could just like, as we said before, ease in. And you didn't. I like that noise underneath. How about we give ourselves a little bit of a safety net sound? Yeah. Um, as a loop in itself, we can adjust it. That's nice. That's cool. Should go with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, hundred of those, please. <laughs> What do you think about just starting work? Great, I love that idea. And then we have the in-breaths. Maybe we chop the note off the end of the in-breath mm -hmm. and then we slowly introduce them like bit by bit and... Turn into that, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, I love that. Feel a bit close together at the moment, if that's the very Same. beginning. That's brilliant, that's perfect. Lose the fourth. And 
I, I, I was already like, I was already like, oh, that was felt like an unusual pace. I already was up for like it to start to kind of be more predictable. Okay, cool. I mean, but yeah, man. And here's just like a happy accident that we found. Listen to this little dropout. You. Nah, too much. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. It's good to have that little break of the yeah. underneath. Complete accident. Yeah, but, that was good. Yeah. Um, I loved the loved the break, the accident, and um, yeah. naturally it craves me having like I want like a low note to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could do that. We could get a little like. Um, well, let's do it recorded. Let's just let's like, record that now, yeah. just so I can. Such a good note, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm so, not going to make it sound pretty. Either. I'm just going to do that. Okay. Mm. Sounds a bit ridiculous right now, but it was just an idea. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, should we, should we do something to crunch this up, maybe? Sort of disguise it a little? Yeah. Pretty dark. I love the sound of it. <laughs> oh, that's great, too! <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying at that point, but I really <laughs> like the fancy. <laughs> yeah. Happening, yeah. Well, here's that by itself. I love that. I love that. Medium wave radio. Yeah. I love the. Yeah. Keep that for for later, maybe. Or I think it's one of these things that start off. It starts off slowly. This kind of thing. It has to, doesn't it? Yeah. And then you'll escalate. So right now. We're getting excited, but it probably to <laughs> anyone else listening to it, it yeah. just sounds a bit weird. Exactly. But. Oh, I love that. <laughs> the one thing with doing a low frequency is when you when you ultimately then take that away, yeah. you miss it like anything. Yeah. So part of me goes, well, do we want it to have it now? We might want to save it for later, but we'll do yeah. it now. And Let's we'll slightly decorate the idea and then we'll mute it. So... Also, there's something wacky happening with all the sound around. Yeah, I just heard that. <gasps> yeah, okay. Ooh. We've got onto something here. <laughs> um, I just copy that as a, as a sort of isolated thing. You love it. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be cool on a loop. Yeah, oh, I, I would love to write a song just on top of that. What we could have that slowly creeps in, leading into this low note, is that kind of loop there. So if we had this, for example, going on underneath. Oh! So that, yeah, I, I, I like... um. I like it. I wonder where we'd have to have them every time. Okay, should we just try every other? See how that feels. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I like that a lot. Mm. Probably time for a little refresher of where we're up to. Thank you.
Stealing Stealing you Stealing Okay Okay Yeah, I like, I'm, really, I'm really liking it Yeah I think, um So I really love this thing The crunchy Yep, I like that a lot Stealing Oh, it's doubled, doubled up now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's, yeah, definitely bring that after the break. Cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. So that can add a bit of momentum. Absolutely. Because I'm interested about, like, as I said, maybe doing almost like having a. If this is the text, if this is the instrumentation, I almost feel like I can actually sing over this. Nice. You know. Let's do it like this a bit, just as in, like, we'll get something where we can loop it and yeah. then maybe set me off on a little bit of, like, improvisation or, like, trying something out. Cool. Um, yeah, I'd be quite also interested if. To, to, to maybe experiment with a bit of my range because I never do that usually. Okay. Yeah. I never sing in falsetto in any of my music really. Just before Douglas put down some vox, we went back and chopped up a bit more of that very original vocal line and put it into Ableton's drum rack and then just sort of like messed around with that on a keyboard with tiny little snippets and little loops of those snippets. Yeah, something like, yeah, some, yeah more of like a pattern on it. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I like that. Oh, fuck that one. I like that rhythm though, it was quite nice because it was off. It was like, no, 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 no. So let's loop what we've got but stagger some stuff. Yeah, and maybe maybe bring the t, the t in or something maybe? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about this completely. Just could have two of those at the end. Yeah, I'm into that, yeah. Can we hear what that bass note sounds like underneath that, just for mm -hmm. just out of interest? I mean, we won't yeah. do it yet, but I just want to. I'm interested to see if that or maybe something else I could record. Oh, it's going to be cool when that comes in. I like that pitch actually because it's not the key you expect. Yeah. Let's save that because it's really nice. I cool. think the combination. That's a good little weapon. <laughs> not a weapon, good tool. It's singy time. What do you yeah, reckon? Absolutely. I've got some lines that I was writing earlier. Yeah. That perhaps I could try out. Interesting. I've got to try and find a bit of a key here. So what, mm. I mean, I think maybe we just need on a bit of a loop, and yeah. I just. Great. Squeaky. I'll definitely record some of these, just yeah. before I do lyrics, it's quite nice to have some kind of almost chord-like stuff. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I can record some of this and maybe harmonise it, it might be, I can then add some... Definitely. Then add some words maybe after that. Absolutely. Really nice. I like the fall-in melody that you just... I know that I wasn't doing it in time with the loop, but I mean, but I mean, I was doing it in time with the with the with the beat that we've got, but I wasn't yeah. doing it in time with the loop. I don't think that's a problem in any way. No good. Okay, good. Yeah. Maybe can I can you immediately run me over that and maybe I can try to harmonise with that? Yeah, great. Bloody beautiful. 
beautiful. Yeah, it actually was really nice. I, I, there was a part of my voice cracked there, but I'm kind of keen to keep it in, like, yep. in a way. Like. The very first one, you, you started at the same pitch and then went up yeah. to the harmony. Could we just like actually do that, but with the uh, in intentional slide up to the harmony? Yeah, it's on my break, break but I'll give it a go. I love the harmony. I would never write this normally. I would never sing these <laughs> these tunes normally. So that's interesting. Okay. And I would never sing in this part of my voice because clearly yeah. I can't. So this is good. I'm liking it. This is challenge. like the harp that you want. Time for some of the lyrics that Douglas scribbled down on the bus over here to ETM headquarters. It's me, I, I can't sleep. It's me, I can't sleep. Nice. I like it. Well, if you actually move it down into your comfort zone then we give space for the other stuff which means we might be able to keep it in there as well. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, good idea. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. It's me and I can't sleep Let me stay with you I prefer to stay up, not sleep, not read, just stare. It's me, and I can't sleep. Let me stay with you. And I was too hot. Can I stay with? I'm just trying yeah. some things out. Some of it sounded good. Yeah, really good. Some of it not so much. So maybe we can go back and I can listen to it and maybe go, oh, I like that. Yeah, definitely. And you could also say what you thought was good. Um, loved everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's, a, there's um, a funny thing, right? You know, when words you can hear them in different ways. Yeah. It sounds like, you know in Captain Hook, you know, Smee. Oh yes, Smee. <laughs> it's Smee. It's Smee. Do I say it's Smee? Am I saying it's me? It's not. Oh no! <laughs> Shmee. It's not a problem. Shmee. <laughs> it's, what about Shmee? He goes, what about Shmee? I love that film. Yeah, it's great. I've not seen that for years. Oof. It feels a bit discombobulated, a little bit to me, mm -hmm. the, the, the lines that I've sang and the melodies that I'm singing. Yeah. But I really, I do like a lot of them quite a lot. Uh, and I think, I feel like I want to kind of move on a bit and maybe revisit it, maybe, yeah, if yeah. that's alright with you. Maybe Absolutely. I, um, I kind of like what's there and I feel like I'm, maybe if we progress to see how the rest of the song will go, maybe it'll be interesting that we come back and go, oh, that's what we should do here. Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. idea. So I'm interested to see how that the bass sound that we had could, could play into it mm -hmm. now. It's interesting when you're doing this, you're kind of thinking it might go one way and this is sounding quite sweet at the moment. I quite like the idea of maybe having another little break and then the bass comes in and we kind of take a bit of a darker turn. I like the idea of going into like a dark space, yeah. bringing back in the same material but within its new frame. I love the change going from that to, to that sound. Mm. When the bass part comes in, mm. again I feel like maybe I either wanted a gap or I just want the bass on its own for the first bar and mm. then the loop comes in, mm -hmm. or something to mm -hmm. just make the, 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 the change between a bit more clear. Yeah, I had a similar thing about that transition, and I thought maybe one solution is, within this texture, 
There's like a really high... I wonder if we can find that, take it out, isolate it, EQ, whatever frequency that is, and make sure that it's like a nice rhythmic thing. That might help us, because if that kind of comes in through the... when the lyrics come in, and then it sort of reaches its peak just at the end, and then we drop off into that, and you've just got like high, low, empty space in the middle. I think it's great that we've not used any instruments, only voice. Yeah, it's amazing what can be done. Like, yeah. I really like this. I, I can see that a nice transition back after this section we're going into will be yeah. to go back into what we've got, and I think it'll be quite satisfying. Yeah. What do we do here? Do we do 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 I sing some? What's your instinct? Yeah, I kind of like the idea of maybe just having that that pedal note underneath, kind of like real suspended in this kind of like weird bit, and then and then you come back yeah, onto yeah. the. Da, 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 da. So maybe I should try some try some other vocals that might feel like clashing. Maybe. Yeah. If you again, if you play it, maybe I can try something. Yeah. Moments in there, I thought were really good. One part of me is going like, "Is this the stupidest thing I've ever done?" And this other part goes, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Um, I'm also having similar thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll try, we're experimenting. Let's give, let's give it a chance. Maybe I could do something else in this section. I mean, maybe I could try... Well, something I heard Hattis do, actually, Hattis note, that she was doing this thing where she was kind of, like, whispering this fast speech over something. Okay, yeah. And that was kind of like... Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's kind of a nice texture. How fast can you read? I can read fast. Just give you something... Perfect. <laughs> it's good referencing... Um, that was me just passing my copy of 1984 to Douglas, so he's got something to read from. You're listening to three layers of him doing some mega whisper reading. Well done. <laughs> I'm missing 95% of those words. I really like the texture of it. That's really cool. I wonder if you just. <laughs> the bit I was reading was fantastic. The only recognised purpose of marriage was to beget ch children for the service of the party. <laughs> Sexual intercourse was to be looked at on as, on as a slightly disgusting minor operation, like having an enema. <laughs> maybe there's, maybe that's a texture, and there'll be something else. Yeah, I mean, a part of me feels like we, I could bring this back into sort of realms of more normal normality if I sang just one line over this bit. Yeah, you know, I could try that. Just 
Whisper, Shit. doesn't it? Actually, it's, yeah. it's obviously that part just works to stop whisper, 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 and then we'll go back to the other bit. Yeah, maybe I'll just try and harmonize with what I just did. Just yeah, to see. yeah, I think that would be lovely. <laughs> I'm loving it. Do you yeah, like it? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I think it's going to be a real nice break and then we're going to come back in with the other bit and it'll be a song. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bingo. Radio 1 won't go for it, but you know. <laughs> Let's work out the spot actually and then mark it. Does that, feel right? Does that feel right to you? That felt good. I wonder if the from the darker section would work in the new bit. And I can't it's a bit loud, but that works. Let me stay with you. We brought across the earlier lyrics and the backing vocal texture, and Douglas tried adding like a bass line that we eventually decided to leave out. But he does have a very good range, and he could do it if it worked for the piece. We manipulated the beat just a little bit, tried to crunch it up and make it a little heavier using the tuh sounds. Um, and then the final touch that we wanted to do is actually throw in some more sort of backing vocal layers, but ones that are a little bit more rhythmic. Douglas also suggested that it should kind of just get chaotic and a little bit overwhelming, like there's, it's almost a little too busy. There was one particularly cool technique that he was doing, which was sort of thumping his chest in time with any pitch changes. <laughs> This is made me making music right now. I'm like, oh, fuck. If I just did this every day, I would write a whole album in a yeah, week. Yeah, easy. Well, uh, in, the, in two weeks, you do a yeah. song a day. New Obviously, idea, not every idea. day is going to be. You know, and the thing is, you have an initial amount of energy when you meet a new person, don't you? Yeah. Um, and also, I really like what we come up with, but it's like it wouldn't necessarily. You know, you would. It's it's alternative, and we, you get a lot. Of, we can, you can get away yeah. a lot with, with that, can't you? You can be yeah. like, this is a bit off kilter, <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to write something that's a bit more cohesive, it, you become a lot more critical, don't you? Very much so. Yeah, it's hard to write a hit in a day, I'm, I imagine. <laughs> I but think we're in a good place. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we've got a lot there, and it's like a good place to... As much as we need, isn't yeah. it? So nice one. Well, I, was, really I think it was a success. success. Thank God for that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we might it's... wake up tomorrow and go, what was this? <laughs> but, you know, it's something, and it's nothing like anything I've done before. Like, me neither. It doesn't recognise yeah. anything. I don't recognise any of... Well, I can hear my voice, and it does sound like uh -huh. me. Yeah. And it does sound like Douglas Stair music, but it's not like any songs I've written before, which is good. Yeah, uh, I've absolutely loved it, man. Great. It's been really amazing days. Uh, 
It's a bloody pleasure to cool. work with you. Cause, yeah. Put it there. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the finished article. Stay with you 
enjoyed listening to that track and our ramblings throughout thanks so much for downloading this episode if you really like the podcast you can rate and review it on itunes and um, do remember to subscribe and tell your friends it's very helpful for getting the word out about the podcast a huge thanks to douglas for being an incredible guest and bringing along his amazing voice so we could make some music together Um, it was really interesting talking to him and uh, his time and company is much appreciated You can keep up with all of his news at aforger.com, which is his website, on Twitter at Douglas Dare, Instagram, Douglas Dare Music. He's also on Facebook, so lend him your ears and look out for some new music in the not-so-distant future. You can keep up with Excuse the Mess on Twitter at ETMPod and Instagram ETMPodcast. The website is etmpodcast.com, also on Facebook. Um, I'll put plenty of links in the podcast info to things referenced in the episode. And um, yeah, again, thanks to you for listening to Excuse the Mess. I do hope that you come back for more. This last music in the episode is Greenhouse from Aforja. Take care, all. I'll escape to the light of the night. I'll feed on all the air I like. I'd rather stay out in the greenhouse. Tonight I'll feed on all the air I like I'd rather